Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. Monday was a blur. Tuesday's about to be a blur. It already is. We changed this whole show because we saw the news about cars.com. And uh, let's just get into Monday because we have a lot to talk about, including some candy. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said I want to know me, I got the chocolate bar bounce going on this morning. I got a fake music. You know what I'm impressed with? What are you impressed with? You know what I'm impressed with? You showed me those boxes this morning. And you haven't opened a single one, That's and there's a lie. chocolate inside. That's a lie. Look. <laughs> oh, look at you. Oh, no, it only came <laughs> with four. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this, we talked about this on the show and had it in the email. These are uh, candy bars called Feastables by the YouTube streamer, na streamer named Mr. Beast, who is the highest paid YouTube streamer last year. And um, so these are Feastables, and the value proposition is because Boomer ingredients are low-key trash so um they're like, so basically this has like cane sugar organic chocolate liqueur organic cocoa butter quinoa and sunflower flower lectin so we have uh kind of like the crisp version and we have the just all milk chocolate version and then we have the almond version and the cool thing about these is that on each candy bar in here it's got this little ticket and a little sticker you can peel this off you scan the qr code on the back put the code in and they're giving away jet skis and teslas and Ten lucky winners nice. will have a golden ticket that can go compete to win an entire chocolate factory. So it's modern day Willy Wonka. The reason we're talking about wow. chocolate bars on the morning show is because this is the brand power of retail, right? Do you think my children influenced me to buy these chocolate bars? They did. They didn't have to work too hard, but they did. Also, <laughs> also my, my obsession with brand and how people react to good brand building and I believe that this type of opportunity exists in retail automotive, just like it does everywhere else, because it's not about what business you're in. It's just about the fact that you're doing business with other people. I thought that was a fun point to bring up. Tie a little bow on the end of the Mr. Beast. You know what I love? You know what I love? Saga. Just real quick, like the fact that, and, and if you're and if you're listening to the pod, make sure and go find this on like YouTube or something like that and just go check them out or go to feastables.com because they're really interesting boxes. But this is what I love. Like, this guy isn't a candy maker. This is not Nestle. This is not, you know, Mars, anything like that. But he can break in because of the attention that he has on another platform, execute that attention because of, like, the capacity for graphic design and website management and the traffic that he can generate and continue that attention in another industry. So, like, I think about that from an auto dealer perspective is what, What's the attention currently on and what could it be on if you carried that brand attention to something else? Or if you got good at brand attention elsewhere, like, um, like, oh man, I think about some of the people that are on YouTube that are salespeople that are really crushing it. Right. And they take that attention and transition it into retail, uh, attention. Right. 100%. So where can you transfer attention in a seamless way, whether that be online to offline or offline to online, so that you create this like brand flywheel of retention and loyalty and all of that stuff. Brand flywheel of attention. That's good. That's Woo. good. Uh, Nate's already chiming in because he read the show notes. Uh, the Simon Sinek quote he's referring to is those with a finite mindset fear surprises, but those with an infinite mindset see opportunity in the unexpected. I think that ties in great. We didn't even have to use a segue, um, 
But there is opportunity out there. It's not about the car you sell or the OEM you represent. It's about how you make people feel. And this morning, I'm opening this candy bar. Snapping into it. I haven't had chocolate before 10 a.m. <laughs> Hold on, I might as well just grab this bottle of empathy wine behind me and pair it up. <laughs> Some chocolate with a nice empathy red. All right, we have serious, well, this is serious business. We have more serious business while I'm chewing this candy bar, Kyle. What's the big drop that just came out? The big drop is that Cars.com, in a massive move, in my opinion, just acquired AccuTrade for $65 million in cash. Um, and if you don't know AccuTrade, well, if you don't know Cars.com, then um, there's this world outside. No. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know AccuTrade, what they uh, began as is an, uh, an appraisal tool and uh, quickly created a partnership with TrueCar a few years back when they came on the scene. And that was kind of their, their push into the market for trade appraising. Um, if you don't like the technologist behind building uh, everything that was um, KBB instant cash offer actually uh, kind of moved on from that and began creating AccuTrade, which was a cleaner, more updated UX, UI from both the customer and the dealer perspective. Really, uh, you know, I've seen the back end of it and, and used it before. It's it's a really, really interesting way to give the capacity, especially for those that may not have the expertise of years and years of practice with appraising vehicles to give them like real-time insights on vehicle trade analysis, right? So, um, AccuTrade has been doing that, but they've also uh, kind of like started to spread their wings on a couple other things that were looked like they were hinted at in the article. Um, a couple of those things being inventory management. So coming after companies like HomeNet, the auto, VinQ, uh, as well as wholesale management. So coming after companies like Car Offer, ACV Auctions. Uh, so they are, cars.com, I think is, has really made a really smart play here. They do not have a finite mindset, I would say. Absolutely. Alex not. Vetter is definitely one of those people who does not have a finite mindset. Um, and uh, they see opportunity in all the change, not afraid to go get it. And I'm just going to speak from the heart. I find them to be one of the most dealer centric uh, companies out there, let alone a publicly traded company who has kept the heart yep. of automotive at their heart and done a really good job at doing it. Um, I think we need to call our resident expert, Kyle, see if he picks up. Yes. Let's call Brian Kramer. Let's do it. Because Brian Kramer calling Brian up. Because we know he's good friends with Bob Hollinshead, knows AccuTrade, so he's probably got some insights on this. Let's see what, let's see what he picks good, up. Good morning. Brian Kramer, good morning. You're on the Automotive Troublemaker with Paul J. Daly and Kyle Mountsier. I wish I had an applause button. This is a, a treat. <laughs> For us. We were just I was just eating a, a Mr. Beast chocolate bar on the show. I wish I could share one with you, but that would be strange. Um, hey, we're talking about the, the cars.com AccuTrade announcement, and uh, we thought we'd call our resident expert to weigh in. Uh, you uh, obviously are very savvy, technologically advanced dealer, breaking rules everywhere, and uh, would love to get your quick thoughts on uh, this whole thing. So I just heard about that, and uh, I think that's a, a very shrewd situation with Obviously, you guys know Alex better. He's uh, extremely sharp. And Bob Holland said uh, to me, like Yoda, when it comes to uh, the used car market. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people will sit there and say, you know, about the retail side with, with Dale Pollock, but the way that he looks at data has really changed the way that I looked at everything. I've, I've uh, considered him a mentor and, and 
he's a, one of those brilliant, you know, Dale Pollock, Chip Perry uh, minds that, you know, only comes along once in a while, you know, Jim Moran. But, and then Jeff Zamora, their CTO, is, is uh, sharp as hell, too. And they got Joe Churro just joined that team. So I think that, you know, as I'm reading that this morning, I'm sitting there connecting the dots. It seems like, you know, they bought this auto IQ, then I. Auto IQ, I think is what it was called, plus AccuTrade. Oh, yeah, Credit IQ. Yeah. Credit IQ. Yep. And if you put all that stuff together, you know, except for tag and title, they kind of have their own, you know, they also obviously have dealer inspire and the DR tool. They kind of have their own little way to transact online all of a sudden. Mm. And without and they did it really quietly without anybody realizing it. That all of a yeah. sudden they're almost transactional. Wow, they are almost transactional. I didn't put all those pieces together until you just said it. Well, and 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 I talked to Bob Leastis after the Credit IQ acquisition, and his comments were essentially like the desire is to connect from the from the third party from the 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 um, cars dot com platform to the dealer platform a lot more seamlessly, so that at so they're actually their intention is not to like rip transactions away. It's actually to enable transactions at the dealer level. And I think especially and you use uh, your store uses AccuTrade, right? Religiously. Yeah, and we've appraised so, and, uh, 40, 40,000 plus cars, actually 45,000 plus cars on it. Wow. Yeah. So and that platform really enables like anybody to get in like it doesn't take you know a rocket science to use accutrade like maybe a v auto or something like that to appraise anything like it is it's right there it's at your fingertips the learning curve is quick right and whether it be from the customer or the dealer side and so if you've got a quick learning curve tool that's that's optimized at the third party level right that can then be executed at the dealer level as you're saying this out loud my brain's spinning I mean, it's it is so simple that a consumer can appraise their own car accurately. There you go. And we find that that is the case. So if you start, because um, I'm just thinking about this out loud, customer gets on that portal, which it's it's, it's one of the only third parties that we continue to use, just because of the, you know what they do with the data and what they don't do with the data, I should say. Yep. But yep. <clears throat> if they get in there and they start working on payments and they have and they have this. Uh, credit IQ so they can actually get pre-approved for a loan or however it is that they're going to do that. They'll be able to do a either, you know, a soft pull or a hard pull, be able to pull an accurate payoff on a vehicle. They'll be able to give you real payments because their AccuTrade, when they fill that thing out, they'll be able to give a difference between what the car is worth and what the payoff is all before they get to us or maybe after they were in or if they're showrooming or whatever. And, you know, with, with all the other stuff they have with Dealer Inspire, it's, it's very, very interesting. And the other interesting thing is if you think about it, like Carvana, you know, they know what people are searching for in certain markets, right? Yeah. Or CarMax. Yep. <clears throat> but so does Cars.com. They sure do. So they know what people want. And now they have the trade uh, information to match it up. It's like Match.com for cars. No kidding. It's a great illustration. And look, let's talk about who wins in all of this. The consumer wins. Consumer. The consumer yeah. wins. And whenever the consumer wins, right, dealers are going to flock to that solution, right? So they're, they're thinking ahead. I like how you said they came out of nowhere with it, right? It just kind of was kind of like, which is really one of the best ways to execute a good business plan, right? 
little bit and right and then all of a sudden (laughs) right and all of a sudden it's like gradually then then suddenly right right i I think you mentioned that to me kyle (laughs) being underestimated or being kind of like quiet in the corner i love that business strategy um not saying that people are underestimating cars.com but like being underestimated is a really i love i love when i'm in the point of being underestimated it's the best (laughs) it's the best It's one of the reasons I dress yeah, you know, like what, I Cars.com is really dealer friendly, whereas a lot are still selling data and, they, and they're kind of playing in both spaces or whatever. Yeah. They, they really are, you know, they, they do more of their stuff with organic search than just paid and just moving the needle with, you know, just dumping money at it to, so you don't cancel them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they actually are one of the... No, they generate organic traffic from organic content that's meaningful to the consumer and that's what drives... That's what drives the platform, right? It's complicated. Right. You have to have a whole editorial department and writers and content producers and designers, right? It's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder, which is why the road is a lot emptier and the space is a lot wider. And, you know, it's it's a lot it's a lot less perishable, like their, their attention and their traffic because of it. So, Brian, thanks for jumping in with us and being our little uh, man on the spot. Uh, we're definitely going to call you again soon, but we hope you have an awesome day, my friend. Cool. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love hanging out with Brian. He oh, always I like I love the insights. We just kind of ping back and forth and He's all like, of a sudden oh, it's like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well that's what that's what it's like having a great like thought partner. I love that word thought partner. Yep. Because it is. It's like a sounding board. You know, you think in jujitsu, you have two people and they're grappling, right? And they're trying to but having that other person to like test how good you are here or test you know, you yes. can test them, you can try to surprise them here with the spirit of like, hey, we're both trying to get better at this. That literally is is what we're doing. Um, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, that was big news, so we wanted to make sure it just broke. We wanted to make sure we talk about it. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more in our clubhouse room today at 11 p.m. E- or 11 a.m. <laughs> 11 a.m. Eastern Minority <laughs> Motors. You can go to a sodu.club and uh, check out that room and drop in for a conversation. It's going to be amazing. Um, let's talk about one more article. We got one more article in us today. Um, oh, there's a great article. Uh, I think it was Fortune Magazine where uh, Jim Farley said uh, basically running uh, an internal combustion engine business and an electric business, uh, EV business, are, like, completely right. different. And, you know, people got a little bit, like, shaky. Like, whoa, whoa, what are you saying? He's like, don't worry. He's like, we're not, like, splitting them off into separate businesses, but we're already right. running them like separate businesses. Which is really, really interesting, right? From, especially from the dealer perspective. Right. Because you lean in and you're like, wait a second, does that also impact, you know, the way that you're running the franchise um, perspective within those two? Or is it just the R&D and the the production timelines? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of articles now coming out about like how leaning into subscriptions or or software is big for auto manufacturers. But, um, you know, I think about like a dealer, like would a dealer be able to say, you know, I run my my EV business separate than my internal combustion business. Now, interestingly enough, actually, I was part of that early on in Nissan's version of this. Um, I was a LEAF certifi- certified specialist. There were oh, only gee. two at our dealership. Only two at our dealership. And we had to go to like corporate LEAF training to be able to sell them. And we were the only two that could actually transact them and retail delivery report them. So like Nissan was uh, back, Way. back in the day, that was ahead of the game. So I think that, Dealers may actually be like 
men need to keep their head up for that is like, do we need to have specialists, especially early on, right? This is kind of like early on in internet where we had yes. only internet managers and nobody else touched these people, right? So my, just, thought, just my thought. thought on that is yeah. yes, because it's specified information, but only for yep. as short a period as possible. Right. Yes, the second you exactly. have specialists, right, you're limiting availability. You're limiting who can talk to who. It's going to be hard balancing that. Uh, Farley, also, you know, some interesting thoughts about even the manufacturing process. When I think he was talking about the, the F-150 Lightning, he said, basically, they're, if they were able to fulfill, produce to demand, they would be beating Tesla right now, he said. The only reason they're not wow. is they don't have the actual space to do it. He said, we broke through the wall. In, in our new facility while the mortar was still wet is basically what he said. And but but he said this for the EV platform, it's one body and one drivetrain. With an F one fifty because of the engine sizes and transmissions, forty variations on the body. Forty Wow. <laughs> That's what I said. Check out the article. It's in the link uh, in both the podcast and the live stream. We'll probably link it up in the email. If you haven't signed up for the email, you should check it out at asodu.com. We're having a ton of fun. Uh, people are opening it more than ever last week when we went every day. So we're having fun there. Got a referral program. Get some swag. Get your Tuesday on. Don't be afraid to think forward. Let's go. Let's go.